Hello everyone. Tonight I'm reading a short story called The Boy Who Tamed a Lion, an original story by me, Adam Orton. This is Fantastic Tales. time ago, in a little village somewhere in what would eventually become modern Germany, a boy named Ansel lived with his mother Ella. The two of them were very poor and worked hard to make ends meet. Years ago, Ansel's father died and since then it was hard enough making money to keep fed and pay for the expenses of running a small ranch. The ranch had only two goats, one chicken, and a cow. It was barely enough for them to survive. Plus, Ella often had strong pains in her back and couldn't work as long as she used to. Ansel was responsible for most of the work on the farm. I am worried someday we'll lose this farm, his mother said dreadfully. We barely have food and firewood scraped together to last this winter. I know you're doing a lot to help, son, but we need more. No, I won't let that happen, exclaimed Ansel. He didn't want to give up their home. After all, he had lived there all twelve years of his life and it reminded him of his father, and moving somewhere else felt sad to him. Like moving meant he'd be forgetting his father. Ansel never told this to his mother, even though she suspected secretly. I'll think of something. He didn't know what he would think of, only that he would. It had better be good. He could wash people's horses, shovel their stalls, assist the town blacksmith, Perhaps he could learn to sing and stand in the village square with all the other street performers and make a hefty bit of change. Anything would help. He decided that he was going to do all of those things. And as he went to bed that night, he could not stop thinking about how much money he would make. So, the next morning he woke as the sun rose. He fed the animals and did the remainder of the chores, including chopping firewood, for two hours. These chores had usually taken three hours to do, but today he was in a hurry. He did not want to lose his father's farm. After finishing, he visited old Hans, the man down the dirt road who owned seven horses. Hans was well-to-do, relatively, and often enjoyed hunting for sport, something Ansel couldn't even imagine. All hunting had ever been to him was a chore. Hans opened the door and adjusted his spectacles. What do you want? he asked, almost rudely. I want to help you with your horses. For money, my mother and I are scraping by to keep from losing our home and I could use any extra money we get, explained Ansel. I don't need charity, just honest work. Hans rolled his eyes. I already have a servant for that, he said gruffly. Thank you for your consideration, Ansel replied as he nodded disappointedly and began to walk away. He was about 20 feet from Hans's home when he called out for him. Wait, boy. I have a job for you, Hans said with a curious look on his face. Tell me, do you scare easily? Hansel did not know how to answer this question. How easily was easily? A lot of people scare easily if something scary happens. He decided, though, that for now the best answer was probably no. That's fantastic. When can you start? Hans asked. Right now, please, Ansel exclaimed. There wasn't a moment to lose. Hans led him around the house. Ansel was thrilled, but also a little bit unsure. Two conflicting emotions. He was happy to have a job, but he was also unsure of Hans's cryptic question about being frightened. I'm making a show, 
Hans told. Hansel looked confused. Like entertainment. Next summer when the time is right. I'll do the show in our village and see what people think. If it's any good, I'll take it on the road. This made perfect sense to Ansel. Hans was always exploring crazy business ideas, and apparently, at some point, a few of them paid off. Hans lived in a nice home with lots of land, and plenty of horses, dogs, cats, and servants. Nobody in the village ever knew exactly what Hans did that made him so well off, but most everybody had seen his countless business failings over the years. At one point, he tried a horse rental business, then another he was peddling vegetable oil as a miracle lotion. Ella, Ansel's mother, even tried some of it. Knowing all of this, of course Hans was going to become a showman. As they walked around back, Hans looked at Ansel solemnly. They approached the stable, and in the back of the shed was a large box with a sheet covering it. Are you ready? asked Hans. Ansel nodded. Hans pulled the cover off, miming a showman. Ansel could not believe his eyes. Inside the box, which was actually a cage, was a full-grown male lion. The lion had been sleeping, but seeing the sunlight caused it to jump in fear as it jolted awake. It paced back and forth through the cage, eyeing Ansel. This is Leo, Hans said. Got him last week from an African man who breeds him. He cost a fortune, but he's going to be worth it once I train him. Ansel wasn't listening. He was too enthralled at the sight of this majestic animal to hear anything. He had never seen one in the flesh before, only illustrations in books. In fact, the biggest animal he had ever seen was his own cow. He didn't get out much. This thing eats a boat ton of meat. That's where you come in, Hans explained. I need you to go to the butcher and pick up his scraps. This thing eats twice what you weigh every day. Once I start training him, I'm going to be too busy to feed it. Ansel was staring at Leo. Hans shook his head. Well, when you're done staring off, head to the butcher's first thing tomorrow with my wheelbarrow, understand? Hans asked. Ansel realized he was being asked a question and turned to answer Hans. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Thank you, Ansel replied quickly. The next morning, Ansel woke up before sunrise again, earlier than normal, and he finished all his chores. He stopped by Hans's home and grabbed the wheelbarrow, pushing it all the way to the butcher's shop. Behind the building was a big bucket full of random parts of chickens, cows, and other animals Ansel couldn't recognize. He tried not to look at it. I guess this is why I'm not a lion, he said, thinking about how he would never be able to eat raw meat. Especially raw meat that was rotting in some areas, it seemed. After dumping the bucket into the wheelbarrow, he pushed it behind Hans's home in the back where Leo's cage was located. Ansel put on a pair of gloves and dropped some food through the top of the cage. The lion looked at it, not enthusiastically, but eventually picked up a piece and began chewing on it. He didn't finish his meal. Ansel looked at Leo. His bones were showing and his shoulders were slumped. Even though Ansel was not an animal doctor, it appeared to him that Leo was not happy. More than just not happy, he was sad and depressed. Ansel knew this because when he had lost his father, for some days he was just so sad that he couldn't eat either. Ansel sat on the ground next to Leo, who was breathing slowly. Ansel put his hand near the cage. I'm so sorry you're locked in this cage, Ansel offered. Leo tilted his head. But then what happened next about caused Ansel to faint? Thank you, Leo said. Holy cow, you can talk, exclaimed Ansel. You can understand me, asked the equally surprised lion. Yes, yes, the both of them said at the exact same time.
Ansel could not believe his ears and eyes, and it seemed with Leo the feeling was mutual. Kid, I am just as surprised as you, the big cat said. Ansel sat down, totally taken aback and perplexed. Leo didn't understand what was happening either. Ansel figured out he might as well try to make a conversation. It's not every day you can make small talk with a giant cat. Oh, where are you from? asked Ansel. I was taken from the wild. That man who said he bred me? He was lying, answered Leo, seemingly not too happy about this story. Did did you have a um a family? Ansel asked. Yes. I was a kitten. I had mothers, brothers, sisters, and, and one father. I'm really sorry, Ansel said solemnly. I I lost my dad recently. Leo stretched back out and then curled in a ball. Is that why you won't eat? Because you're sad? Ansel asked. The food is rotten. I can eat it, but it's nothing like when it's fresh, said Leo. And I haven't been out of this cage in three weeks. I haven't exactly needed the calories. I'm really sorry. That sounds totally miserable, Ansel empathized. I wish I could help you. Well, proceeded Leo, you can. You can release me. Oh, I don't think that would be a good idea, Ansel warned. Hans would kill me. You could make it look like an accident, explained Leo, like it was a faulty lock or something. Ansel wanted to release him, but Hans was paying him a lot of good money for easy work. So Ansel came up with an excuse. Well, there'd be nowhere for you to go. The locals would shoot you immediately. Really? Leo asked suspiciously. Are you sure maybe that pocket full of money Hans is paying you is keeping you a bit cautious? I cannot stay here, Ansel. I need to be free. Ansel really did want to set him free. Okay, I will, but but not now. We need a plan. Ansel hopped up and jogged away. Where are you going? Leo asked. You'll see, Ansel replied. About 30 minutes later, Ansel returned with a freshly killed rabbit and a smile on his face. Is that supposed to be consolation for leaving me in here? Leo asked as he rolled his eyes. No, it's supposed to be hope. I'll release you, but only after I get a plan together. We need to get you back to Africa, and that is going to take some pretty heavy planning, Ansel explained. Leo's interest peaked. This was better than nothing. All right, that makes sense. Thank you, Ansel. Ansel tossed the beast a fresh rabbit. I have traps in my garden. These critters eat our vegetables. We get about three a week. From now on, they'll be yours, Ansel said, proud of his plan. Leo sniffed the rabbit. This is fresh, he said, his mouth beginning to water. It has been a long time since I have eaten food that was still nearly warm. Thank you, Ansel. Ansel smiled warmly. I have to go, said Ansel, but I'll be back tomorrow. Ansel waved at Leo, who looked up from his fresh snack and pawed at Ansel, trying his best to wave. That night, as Ansel went to sleep, he thought about how to release the lion. How would he get it to Africa? Africa was far away. He could pay someone to take him away, but that would cost a lot of money. Ansel started to worry that he wouldn't have a plan at all. He was getting tired, though, and decided to worry about it the next day. That morning, he woke up and did his chores, then checked his trap for rabbits. There were none. He picked up the old meat from the butcher and gave it to Leo. The two of them talked about all sorts of things that day, like what lions did for fun, what boys did for fun, and what living in Africa was like. Ansel told Leo all about the farm and how he was keeping the place afloat for his widowed mother. Things went like this for a while. Every now and then, Leo would ask Ansel how the plan for his escape was going, and Ansel would come up with some sort of excuse. 
In the afternoon, Hans would take Leo out and try to train him to stand on a table and play ball with him. Then he'd walk Leo around the yard the way he would for the audience. Leo told Ansel it was all easy stuff, so he had no trouble cooperating with Hans since, as he believed, he'd soon be on his way back to Africa. Ansel continued to try and convince himself that he'd think of a way, but deep down inside he had no real plan. He was conflicted too because he was making a lot of money and he genuinely enjoyed Leo's friendship. The more he saw Leo in the cage though, the more he wanted to free him. Ansel did his best to try and help Leo. Every few days he'd bring him in a freshly trapped rabbit and that seemed to keep Leo's spirits up. For all of Ansel's worries, things weren't going too bad. Until one day Hans put up flyers all over the village. It was time for Hans and Leo's first audience. Ansel and Leo had no idea this was coming. All you have to do are the things with Han that you do in practice. You stand on the table, push the ball back at him, then let him walk you around like a dog, Ansel counseled. It'll be okay, and remember, soon you'll be done. Also, I'll be there too. Leo smiled. He was glad Ansel would be there for him. Suddenly, Hans called out for Ansel. Ansel walked around the side of the stable away from Leo's cage. Hans handed Ansel a huge bag of coins. This is for you, Ansel. You've been doing a good job taking care of old Leo. And he's been doing great with his training. Leo's highly sensitive ears could hear the conversation from around the corner. Once this show goes on the road, I want you to travel with me as Leo's keeper. You'll make more money in a week than you do in two months, Hans explained to Ansel enthusiastically. Are you interested? Ansel knew in that moment that there was no way he could actually release Leo now. He and his mother were depending too much on Ansel bringing in money. All he could do was accept the offer. I sure am, sir. Thank you, Ansel answered enthusiastically. Leo's heart sank. He knew Ansel would never release him. He now realized that Ansel was leading him on. All he could do now was get used to the idea of being in captivity again. He slumped down all of his energy and happiness depleted. He would never be happy again. He fell asleep. A huge kick on the door of the cage woke Leo as Hans and three men loaded him up onto the carriage. After securing the load and covering Leo's cage with a sheet, Hans and his helpers were on the way. About 30 minutes later, Leo could see Hans setting up a show in what he learned was the town center. It was near a fountain and a cobblestone circular road surrounded it. The set Hans had was a round table with a decorative blanket cover over it with the ball he had trained with and about two to three dozen chairs being set up around the set. Hans barked orders at his helpers, to which they responded immediately. Leo thought about Hans. He didn't like him, but at least he knew what Hans was, he thought. He was predictable, and predictability was at least comforting to Leo. He always knew what to expect. In what felt like an hour... The sun crept over the hill and villagers started to pile around the set. Leo couldn't see, but Ansel and his mother were there in the crowd too. Suddenly, Hans's voice bellowed out and the crowd instantly hushed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what you are about to see is the most ferocious, most feared creature in the land. Worry not, for I have tamed this beast for you all to see. But beware. Do not approach this animal. He has eaten four full-sized men so far. And a child. We don't need to add another to the list. Hans bragged to the crowd, triggering oohs and ahs amongst them. Hans continued to set up his show. He was really good at this. Leo chuckled to himself. 
The last live thing he had eaten was a gazelle his mother gave him as a cub, or the rabbits Ansel brought him every morning. Thinking about Ansel made him angry now. He felt betrayed. But suddenly these thoughts ceased as Hans pulled the blanket off the cage, revealing to Leo over 60 people, some sitting, some standing. They all reacted. A small toddler cried. Grown men gasped. It was quite a sight to them. Hans then unlocked the cage and placed a collar and chain on Leo, walking him down the plank just as they had rehearsed. Leo was nervous, but he remembered his training well. Now it was time to jump up on the table with the decorative blanket. Leo saw the cue and leapt up onto the table, and it was here he noticed something he had not seen before. Hans was holding a long pole with a long leather strap on the end. Hans snapped the whip at Leo for some reason, then at the crowd. Leo was immediately confused. This wasn't a part of his training. Suddenly, Hans tossed the ball at Leo, who put his paw on it. He remembered this part well. What happens next, though? Was he supposed to throw the ball now or keep holding it? There was all too much going on for him to... Snap! Hans whipped him hard over the neck. Ouch! Leo had never been whipped before. He always cooperated with Hans because he knew that someday Ansel would release him, so he never had any reason to put up a fight. But now he was sad and even worse. He was embarrassed and confused and didn't know what to do. The crowd was quiet. Leo kept his strong paw on the ball. Snap! Another whip hit his face. Throw the ball! Screamed Hans. Full of rage Leo had never seen before. Leo was truly terrified. Snap! The whip hurt more than anything he had ever felt before. From the crowd, Ansel couldn't believe what he was seeing. He wanted to stop this, but he had no idea what to do. Snap! Leo would not release the ball. Totally bewildered, he decided to jump off the table and head towards the cage. Hans didn't like this at all. Leo felt three more snaps across his back. Now the crowd was moving away from him in fear. Leo wanted to get away as he moved back up into his cage. I must not hurt these people. They don't know what's going on, Leo told himself. It was then that Hans delivered his last whip to Leo, who suddenly turned around and pounced on Hans. The crowd screamed as Leo roared in anger. This was it. The crowd dispersed. Help me, Hans yelled to his helpers. They were too frightened to help. Also, none of them really liked Hans. Leo was not letting Hans up. He lifted his paw, ready to scratch Leo's face. But right then, Leo, a voice said. Leo looked over to see that it was Ansel who was walking forward. He had tears in his eyes. Ansel's mother tried to hold him back, but he gently pushed her away as he approached Leo. Ansel held out his hand. I'm so sorry, Leo. I am so sorry. Let him go. Trust me. Things will only get worse if you hurt him. Leo crawled off Hans, who ran away in fear. Ansel approached the lion and gave him the biggest hug he had ever given anyone. The crowd gasped their biggest gasp, thinking that Leo was going to hurt Ansel. Once they realized the two were hugging, the villagers fell totally silent. You could hear a pen drop. Ansel and Leo released from their hug, and Ansel motioned towards the cage. Leo walked the plank and back into his cage. Ansel shut the door. That night, as the carriage was brought back to Hans' stable, Leo couldn't think of anything he wanted more than to simply sleep. He'd worry about tomorrow when it came, but for now, he wanted to be away from people. That time finally came, and soon he was sleeping soundly in his cage, where he had slept for over four years. This was the only time he was happy to be alone. As Ansel helped Hans unload the cage, Hans thanked Ansel for his bravery. I'm rescinding my former offer, Hans said. I'd like you to be Leo's full-time trainer. 
Hans handed Ansel even more money than he had seen before. Leo woke up to hear their conversation. Maybe now Ansel would do the right thing. Sir, Ansel said, you've got a deal. Can't wait. Leo had had it. He put his paws over his ears and went back to sleep. In his sleep, he dreamed of his mother and father and his brothers and sisters whom he'd never see again. He dreamt about the wild African savanna and the smell of the air on a warm desert evening. Leo felt himself falling further into the dream. This time it felt more real than he had ever felt. But that's when it all stopped. Ansel and Hans's helpers loaded his cage up onto a carriage. Ansel paid the three helpers money from his bag of gold and said thank you as they disappeared into the night. Ansel turned to Leo. It's time to get you home, Leo. Leo was confused, but Ansel clicked his tongue and the horses began to pull the carriage again. And suddenly he realized what was happening. It took four days and nearly a full bag of gold coins and a ride in a boat, but Ansel did it. Eventually he got Leo all the way to a giant field. Leo looked at it and slowly his memories began returning even better than before. Ansel stepped off the carriage and unlocked and opened the cage. Leo slowly stepped out, uncertain but determined. He looked around at the place that was once his home. Suddenly, something caught his eye, a pride of lions off in the distance. Leo turned to Ansel and hugged him. What about your farm? Leo asked. It's just a farm. We'll sell it and then I'll take a regular job and pay Hans back. Ansel smiled. Ansel, you love that home, Leo said. Yes, I did, but you are more important. And breaking my promise was the worst thing I've ever done, Ansel said regretfully. Thank you, Ansel, Leo said. You shouldn't thank me. My dad used to say don't do the right thing because you want gratitude. Do the right thing because it's the right thing. I'm just sorry I didn't do it sooner. Leo took a step forward. Wait, Ansel said. There's something you can do for me. Live ferociously. They both hugged goodbye again. And after they hugged, Ansel waved to Leo as he walked away. Leo let out a ferocious roar and ran for the first time in four years down the sandy savanna toward those who were just like him. This was The Boy Who Tamed a Lion, an original story by Adam Morton. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel and tell your friends about us as we produce more and more original content. Thank you very much for listening.